So I'll wear like whatever business casual clothing I have. Slacks, the equivalent of a blouse, I suppose. And like a, a, a blazer. So yeah, the date goes pretty well. I'll take a good first date. Yay. If it's not too much trouble, could you go make a friend? Is there any kind of racing subculture, whether it's in spaceships or other things? Of thought was actually basically a hover truck with a starship engine on the back. Excuse you? <laughs> it's almost sensory overload seeing everything. And there's so much like bodywork, chrome, lights and things like that, that it's quite a spectacle. Welcome one and all to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John, and I'll be the GM for this game. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Dimash, the Lashunta Technomancer with a cold. <laughs> Which sucks. <laughs> Which super sucks. Aww. I'm Lisa. I'm playing Kersilvanen, a Vesk soldier. I'm Tom. I'm playing Lycos 9, an Android Solarian. And I'm Brent, and I'm playing Sparks, the Ahsoki mechanic. And we're all a pit crew. <laughs> so we rejoin Ker, Sparks, Lycos 9, Renault, in the Eye of Absalom Station, Near the main thoroughfare, where a about mile-long stretch of road has been blocked off for the bi-weekly Central Eye Half Mile, a sanctioned drag race and an avenue to people to show off their fancy non-starship vehicles. You guys have arrived near the starting line section. Uh, there are sapients of all type showing off various designs of machine. Most are wheeled. It seems that there's kind of an appreciation for the classic methods of moto transport here at the Central I Half Mile, although you do see a few hovercraft as well. Uh, asking around, you found out there's about a four-foot height barrier for floating. After that, it's considered flying, which disqualifies it for competition here. Oh, Noemi is aware of all of this. Okay. So, because that was actually the thing I said multiple times in the last one, is we always kind of kept her abreast of what our plans were, what we were doing, so... She's aware to the point of also being invited if she was interested in joining. Okay. Renault is like eyes agog, not only at the varied species all around, but also the machinery. He says, oh, we never had anything like this uh, on my on my home world. This is incredible. And um, Mr. Sparks, Mr. Lycos 9, uh, Ms. Kerr, are we able to interact with these folks? Is it, what's the, What is the custom here regarding these machines? Uh, I think usually just stay clear of the car, but you can talk to the people all you want. Yeah, don't go sticking your hand in their vehicles. That's a way to lose it. And he just built it, so. Yes, I mean, even though it would be reparable, it would be a, t- a terrible loss. I know, I will keep my hands to myself. And I will I will meet you back here near this uh, large yellowish one. And he points to what looks kind of like a sleek yellow caterpillar with six wheels on it. I thought you were going to have him point at a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> so is he just like running off then? Yeah, he's going to kind of scoot off and do something a little bit. Okay. Um, what are you guys doing? Does anything catch your eye? Um, so how close to the cars can we get? It seems that as long as you're kind of talking to the, the owner, and most of the owners are, or at least the drivers are in front of them, and they seem to be happy to talk to folks, a lot of people milling about, uh, chit-chatting, popping hoods and access panels and showing off custom modifications. It's, it's, it's kind of almost a community atmosphere here. The the races haven't really started in earnest yet, so there's a lot of just conversation and uh, braggadocio here. So since we're thinking about building up from the cruiser, we should probably look at similar cars to begin with just to get an idea of the kind of modifications. Oh, yeah. Sparks already hit the net and downloaded like all the homologation rules and all that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> But in this case, also seeing them in person. Yeah. Um, and then just getting a chance to talk to the driver. So, uh, I guess I'm going to look for something similar to basically, I guess like a muscle car sedan, that's sedan. That'd be stupid. Um, <laughs> it's got enough passenger seats for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sensible racing car. I'm just dying over here. It's mine. <laughs> there, there. Um, yeah, I mean, like a muscle car, racing car, but like the car types. Okay. Yeah. Like, what do you find? I'll go ahead and we'll do some cooperative world building on this. We'll all sort of kick in. Um, Sparks. So the thing's a police cruiser, right? The one that we're looking to getting. Okay. I'm really trying not to picture like the fifth element flying car thing. <laughs> Give me a second here. I'm going to pull up a couple of, let's see. The one that you guys are going to build on is like a repurposed police cruiser or something like that. So basically yeah. the idea is... Uh, of. Rhea knows I have some ideas. 
Yeah, basically, police cruiser was the fastest vehicle in the book mm-hmm. without like fully building something, which it doesn't give rules to build regular cars. Mm-hmm. So we were basically thinking about trying to buy like a junk version of one of those and then fixing it up because it might be because it's like six thousand, I think, to get yeah a new one when we all just spend a bunch of money. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is like you know how you can buy like the old police cruisers mm-hmm. like at auctions yeah, where they yeah, debadge yeah. everything, but it's still like a functional car. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm just saying I might know somebody who has operated one before or at least right. seen them operated before. I don't know how much she would have been That's in on. True. What about. Is she, what is she, a detective? Yeah. They usually have to start as. Oh, no, wait. She's a, She's just an officer. She's right? an officer. Excuse me. By and large, most cops have to stop it unless the, the space cops work differently and start on the beat level. Random thought, though. They do have an impound lot we know about, so there might be good cars there. I think that's a little bit more on the illegal mm. side, though, isn't it? No, impound lots? No, they do auctions and yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, I totally guess, do, I mean, yeah. for the auction, I thought you meant just, let's go get one. But I, think, <laughs> I was like, uh. No, but that's also, yeah, it, it's, I mean, we were basically starting from that was the fastest car that we had stuff for, information for, yeah. but that would, your idea is roughly along that same thing of basically trying to f- or find for cheap an existing car that's pretty fast that we can just uh, have that start as our base and go up. Right. Unless we want to go from Fast and the Furious to Gone in 60 Seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, we want to build a drift car? (laughs) So I'm thinking it looks like this Blade Runner one. That's pretty rad. Yeah? (laughs) You don't like the the, the fork teeth from Fifth Element? (laughs) I was a little torn, but I think I like the look of that. It's pretty sleek. It's like a little ratty, but I like that too. Like retro future thing where it like looks like it's already been lived in a bunch, you know, the year 2020 as imagined in 1980. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm good with that, but I'm open to other suggestions. Okay. So you said one of the vehicles caught your eye. What's the, what's that vehicle look like? You're you're thinking kind of classic roadster sort of look. Yeah. I was thinking something along the lines of like a muscle car from like the 60s, 70s, like a Dodge Charger. Okay. So, yeah, you find one that has a bright cherry red paint job, a lot of chrome. Uh, It has a number of extraneous, but mostly, like, aesthetic, like, exhaust pipes and secondary thrusters. How many plus five horsepower stickers does it have on it? (laughs) Does it have flame stickers? Because that makes it go faster. Uh, It has chrome flame embellishments on it. Okay. Are they, like, classy ones, or are they definitely, like, AutoZone specials? (laughs) They're classy. Okay, okay. Trying to get a size of the competition here. AutoZone specials. <laughs> you know exactly which ones I'm talking about, too. It, so there's a blanket or like towel kind of thrown on it and leaning against it so as not to touch the actual paint job. Can't mess that up. Uh, you see a phentomite, a creature about six feet tall or so with like bluish gray skin, hairless, and kind of a swoop back elongated forehead. It has like no protruding nose, but two nose holes in the middle of its uh, head and deep black eyes and sort of a very pronounced like scowling mouth, but that's just sort of the mouth shape. It's not actually probably unhappy. He's humanoid, but the feet end in like two-toed hooves instead of uh, multi-toed feet. Uh, you see him talking to another human and kind of gives him a wave goodbye and then sees you guys looking at his vehicle and gives you a wave. I greet him. Uh Hello, uh, your car caught our eye, uh, what's the make and model? <laughs> it's very red. <laughs> I think Legos is that, because he has like nothing in like engineering, that he's pretty much that guy that knows how to drive something really well, but if you're like, how does that work? <laughs> I should probably fix that as we get more into this, but for now, that's... <laughs> the guy has to make the noises at the... It's making this weird noise. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Can you fix that? Sparks. Yeah. Well, I'm in a weird spot because like Brent knows enough about cars to like throw off some stuff, but this is not like your everyday, you know, vehicle. So I could be like, oh, it's got the rotary girder thing. Like, cool. (laughs) Just throw space and quantum in there. I'm just gonna say the quantum rotary girder. Any amount of jargon we want to throw in there will be fine okay <laughs> i know how to replace the brakes on an 88 suburban that's about it yeah. <laughs> now we're not here to judge people's car bona fides we're just yeah. here to have a good time <laughs> he says hey thanks man this is an abadar core star blaster that we've no wait star blaster is from adventure zone yeah it is. okay hold on. <laughs> i need a different name copyright uh, warning copyright copyright yeah 
Or or at least don't copy other people in the same field. Hmm? Call it a Farnsworth. Galaxy Blaster, okay. Astral Blaster. No, no, yeah. <laughs> call it a Farnsworth. No. Don't like, call it an anything blaster, because that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I suppose Astral Blaster is just asking no, for problems. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> says yeah there's an obvious joke there that needs to get made if you go that way <laughs> all right he says hey thanks man this is an abadar corp galaxy crusher but i've put a lot of good work into her and kind of like hover hands the hood of his, his vehicle <laughs> so far on the on the rankings this year we're looking pretty good on the hunt for the top three Oh, sounds good. Um, you must have put a lot of work into her, and like Sparks is starting to like scan through the thing to see if he can pick out like what modifications have been made. Oh yeah, fairly extensive. Looking at it, make a engineering check. Um, yeah, while he's doing that, he's gonna like just kind of chat him up, like, "Oh yeah, I remember reading about one of these. Never had a chance to drive one, but uh, heard they were kind of heavy. What'd you? How'd you fix that?" He goes, "Oh, I just put more power under her." <laughs> Always the solution to the problem. Uh, Thirty-one on the engineering roll. Okay, uh, it looks like the the build is optimized a bit too heavily towards aesthetics than performance. Um, if you really want to kind of crack into that top three or even have a chance at the uh, number one spot, he'd have to get rid of a lot of the embellishments that are really kind of making this thing such a beauty. The aforementioned weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He goes. I'm just a sucker for the the look of things. I can't really. I couldn't bear to part with these flames or. All this chrome. I mean, I know it's not really mechanically optimal, but you gotta be—you gotta have heart of the car. You just have to drive that much faster. <laughs> the heart of the car. Oh dear God! <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> You're there too. I'm also fully expecting. Lisa is this happy thing for the dumb reference. I like the reference to just drop on airbags and like start bouncing the front and just do 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 do. Oh man! Heart of the car. <laughs> How long have you been holding on to that one? That's off the top of my head. Uh, is it? Yeah, that's oh, good. <laughs> I married this man. <laughs> do you want to take a look under the hood? Uh, always, please. Oh yeah. And uh, he takes a little control stick out of his pocket, and then mm. like it pops up, and he also pops up the like the engine bay in the back. As you can see, it's it's pretty aftermarket, mm. but you can see the Abadar Corp like quality construction still stands strong inside there. So we established this was like an older model. Yeah, this, is, this unit's about fifty years old or so, but a lot of the tech in there is pretty state of the art. Okay. Uh, probably swapped in some other like cleaner motor and added a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay, mm. cool. Yeah, it looks like great work, man. Um, so knowing that Sparks looked up all the rules and stuff, can I tell if it's all like on the level or is there stuff that he's like mods that shouldn't be there? Oh no, this seems all this all seems all on the level. Okay. Do since there's rules, do they inspect the cars? They probably would. Yeah, yeah I it's guess just, how it goes. You'll have to sort of see how things go, or you can ask him, I suppose. I'm gonna wait because that might be offensive. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Make a culture sense motive check. All right. Eighteen. Yeah, with the enthusiast crowd like this, it seems like they'd be more open to having new people. It's hard to keep a niche subculture like this going if because people will eventually move away or die mm -hmm. if you don't have new blood coming in. So the atmosphere tends to be pretty welcoming and open. All right. So. So I, I say to the, the guy we're talking to, uh, we're thinking of getting our own car put together. What kind of inspections do they put these things through? Oh, hey, man, that's great. Well, they always check the winners of each race to make sure they're to spec. No one really cares if you're cheating and you lose anyway. <laughs> that's actually a really good point. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, that makes that makes <laughs> some sense. All right. So if you plan on winning... Yeah. I'll ask him, so uh, when's your next run? Oh, I'm just here for the the scene today. That we're still doing... So, you you made it pretty early in the season. This is great if you're looking to get into the the event here and looking to race. Um, so this is all preliminaries and time trials for uh, new qualifications. I'm, I'm in from last season, so... Mm. Uh, but, I mean, what else am I going to do with a fourth day night? And 
there's no better place to be in all of Absalom Station than here. This does look like a pretty fun place to be. Cool. What I would recommend, though, if you're going to be coming around, is a pair of these. And he pulls a couple earplugs out of his head. You can, and then he kind of shows them to you and pops them back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can custom tune the frequencies you're going to be cutting out, so you can still have a decent conversation while all this music's happening. And then later on, you don't get your head exploded as the engines start revving. <laughs> Heads don't often explode, <laughs> but you know they have. <laughs> I did go to Drag Race once without those. That was a terrible idea. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for the tip, man. I really appreciate that. He says, oh, I'm Aru, by the way. Oh, uh, Sparks, nice to meet you. Hey. Lycos 9. Good to meet you guys. This is Kerr, and I kind of indicate our silent friend. Hi. (laughs) Oh, hey. Oh, do you know Rakshi? He's pointing. Is he pointing at anyone in particular? Yeah, he like points down the line, and you can see about a dozen cars away. Uh, a Vesk sitting next to a really sleek monobike. Is that your cousin? (laughs) (laughs) We don't all know each other. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know her. Oh, man. Well, she's a hell of a competitor. Defending champion from last year. Well, in the two or less wheels category. Maybe I'll go say hi. That would be really cool. Yeah, she's... Well... I wouldn't really call her nice, but she certainly knows her stuff. Anyway, it was lovely to meet y'all. Have fun here, and I hope to see you on the track. Look forward to seeing you there, too. Yeah, make our way down to the new one. Yeah. Uh, So while you're there, you get a little ping in your comm from Brunosa. Where are you? Where am I? You can just, like, describe your... (laughs) Okay. Uh, Down on the track, we just left the big red one. Can't miss it. All right. Uh, Sit tight. I'll be there soon. I'll hang out. Okay. Uh, She makes it there about five minutes later. She has uh, a pair of just wearing like slacks, a t-shirt and a jacket. Uh, The jacket is like a synthetic leather, but uh, on the back of the jacket, there is a, oh man, what do you call it? When you have like an embroidery, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on the back is a picture of a comet uh, embroidered in apparently fiber optics because there's actually like a shifting illuminated color on the back of it. Cool. She comes up and a uh, big smile on her face. She kind of stutter steps and sort of shrugs and gives you a hug. Hey, thanks for inviting me out. Yeah, I figured this would be fun. Not really my usual fourth day, but yeah, it seems pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting it to be this loud and I'm not sure why I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's not it's not my usual either, but I'm here with uh I'm here with my, my crew who are thinking about getting into it. Come beat them. Okay. Are there places we can buy like ear protection or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Sparks was just gonna go like find some of the there's always vendors like selling say, little earplugs. I'm yeah. sure there are. We can we can get our we can get us all some Yeah. Some... So like while you were meeting I I would have run off and grabbed some for everybody. There's like some food stands and uh things like that. They'll also sell earplugs. You know they're like 300% markup because oh, totally. they've got the market market corner but it's still only like 10 credits for the a lot of them okay so 10 credits for those and then sparks definitely went and like grabbed a beer or two <laughs> while oh, yeah, wandering perfect. around just real quick we've all met brianosa haven't we or at least very least met her unconscious because we uh, saved her you've seen her before i don't know if meeting her is the correct term she stopped by and gave a thank you note to and some presents to a few people, but I don't remember who was there. It was me. And I, I was think, there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just us two. Okay, they're just like, like it, she's like not an unknown entity to the rest no, of no, us. No, no, right. she gave you that gift card for the black gray, gray market. Yeah, mm-hmm. gray market. No, no, I don't remember that part. She okay. just said, "Come meet us," and I'm like, "Haven't we all kind of met her?" <laughs> and she didn't really meet you. And that's that. That may be the fair part of it. So she comes up and introduces herself. She's looking well recovered. And when not lying in a pool of her own blood is a fairly attractive uh, android. <laughs> she says, hey, uh, it's great to finally meet you all face to face. And thank you for, you know, saving my life. That's appreciated, too. Uh, no problem. You're looking much better. Did those vouchers work well for you? Did they ever? <laughs> like was like pats his shoulder and just says yes, but doesn't elaborate on that comment. Uh, she kind of like her eyes narrow a little bit, and but she stays quiet. <laughs> She says, officer. <laughs> as far as I know, there's nothing illegal about what he's doing. Just saying. All right, let's check out some cars. Cars. Uh, 
Hover cars? Vehicles. Yeah. Vehicles? It sounds like there's cars and bikes and other various. <laughs> if I call them race cars, like, I'm just going to Initially, I wanted to go race. with bike, but I don't know. I have a feeling that might be more dangerous than getting in a car. Is the... Is the plan for Gordian Solutions to sponsor our racing team? Is this like our? It is now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we need a decal. At, at the very, at I'll the go very, get some vinyl made. <laughs> at the very least, you're talking about storing the car in the ship. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> at, at a minimum, it was, the Gordian Solution wasn't going to be uninvolved. <laughs> so, Solve your problems and to win your races, Gordian Solutions. <laughs> you guys spend the next few hours there oh. and. Overall, have a great time. Uh, Once the races start, you can see the level of competition seems to be fierce. And most of you probably haven't been around ground vehicles at this close going these kind of speeds. It looks like the half mile track had to be be extended over, you know, the quarter mile you'd expect. Just because the races were ending so fast that the millisecond splits were just sometimes not enough to verify winners. So they've extended it out. You find the best spot tends to be about halfway down. Um, but then end up shifting to either the front or the end of the race because uh, you're getting a little bit of whiplash, kind of watching these vehicles <laughs> whip past you. But it's a good time. Uh, Brianessa has fun as well. She tries to maneuver for like a, a little handhold about halfway. Oh, I'm going in. for it. Okay. <laughs> I wish no one was here so we could make snide comments mentally with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Do we still have comms? We can do it over comms. Yeah, but if I'm standing next to Kerr and I want to make <laughs> like text. a and I want to go Dah, <laughs> without like making it awkward for Brianosa. <laughs> so what was the budget you were kind of looking at as far as a vehicle goes? As cheap as we can get it, kind of. I have about two thousand. Okay, yeah. Um it looks like uh to be competitive, you're probably looking around uh one thousand for two or less wheels or two thousand for four. Uh, or to be like kind of able to not be embarrassed mm. uh, to be competitive you're probably looking between five and ten thousand credits oh yeah we figured that we're what we were getting was a starter of where we were gonna start building from um to maybe get involved in some of these things that maybe generate some money and just kind of work on it as we go i don't think we're gonna probably build one that got us in first sure right out the gate uh make perception checks real quick while you're there six i do at one point ask brianosa since we've talked about trying to buy uh, decommissioned police car if she knows anything about that um you know from when we're looking at the specs police cars seem to be generally pretty fast we were uh, wondering if you knew when or where they sell the decommissioned ones yeah although they do take out some of the things that make them go as fast as they do uh it's you know if you could pick up an interceptor as fast as the things are trying to that are trying to intercept you it sort of defeats the whole purpose <laughs> but fair point uh 20 on the perception okay uh i'll get to that in a second here okay but yeah, um, I don't know that my precinct has any that are being decommissioned anytime soon, but I can put it on the net and get in touch with you. Oh, that'd be excellent. If Thank you know you. you're looking. Yeah. Uh, so with the 20, despite a bunch of signs around that say like no gambling, this is a gambling free event, there are, you do see a few kind of side bets and side hustles going on between individual, uh, between individuals. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no like official bookie or anything like that here. Okay. And largely people aren't like racing for pinks or anything like that. It's mostly a a pride thing. Uh, Although there is an entry fee Mm. and the winner on the day uh, goes home with a small purse. And then additionally, it rolls over to a larger kind of seasoned purse. Okay. So there is a a reward or like a, yeah, there is a reward for winning, uh, but it's not anything like amazing. So the stakes are fairly low. Is there like a licensing requirement or anything like that? Like you said, there's an entry fee, but usually with this kind of like organized event, you have to have like some kind of proof that you can actually drive the thing, you know? It doesn't seem so. Okay. Uh, it It's more kind of a collective of enthusiasts who have put this together as opposed to some large governing body. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, hmm. So if we have to get that kind of scratch together to get something even remotely competitive, like I'm running a little low. Hang on. <laughs> I can pitch in. Well, I mean, we can get back together with everybody and discuss how far the group wants to get involved in this because it was starting off as 
Lycos's diversion. Yeah. Oh, Sparks is on board. This sounds oh, no. fun. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Uh, but just before, like, uh, more than happy if you want to throw in, but, you know, I just want to make sure if we're on the same page and what's everyone's level of involvement if we're all going to get financially <laughs> invested yeah. on this one. Well, I've got a whopping 500 left, so. Yeah, I got uh, 1,970. I've got a couple thousand I could throw at it. So we actually have way more than I realized. <laughs> okay. Well, because part of my build is... Um, my primary weapon upgrades with me via class. Right. You don't have to buy one. Yeah. So every so often I'll probably upgrade my sidearm, but like my big investment was upgrading my armor. And after that, it was a couple, some healing potions and debated about getting a few more, but I also didn't want to go like spend back down to broke in case stuff like this comes up. Right. So my main weapon I found, so well, was given, so I didn't have to buy it. It was loot. It was loot yeah. and, and curse saves money. So, so Renault shows up at sort of the end of the night and, uh, you can see him like kind of twitching a bit, and he says, "Uh, he downloads something weird." <laughs> um, Mr. Spox, I think I've overloaded some uh clock cycles or something. The the the, the chassis is not made for this level of excitement over such a, <laughs> a long period. So I believe we need a little bit of um of retroactive work and maybe just a little bit of modification uh, <laughs> to to keep me on an even keel when you things go, like this are going on. You didn't go to any illegal sites while you were out here, did you? Things are just filled with malware. Uh, no, Mr. Luckerstein, I'm just very enthusiastic about mm. machinery. Uh, engineer, if you recall. Yeah, I'll uh, tune in with like the wireless and see if I can like tone him down a little bit. <laughs> okay. Is he overclocking? <laughs> I just thought... Dial it back. <laughs> we could turn the Dojotar into a, the most terrifying pit crew on Earth. <laughs> I, I really like that. That's so good. <laughs> just the, the car pulls up. He has a little horde of... <laughs> <laughs> Demogorgons come out, langle ears. <laughs> oh, that was it. Offer them a little side hustle, like, hey. Yeah. Sorry, uh, quick Eat the competition. Did you, were you there when the Dojotar were taking their masks off? Yes, okay. and they are hideous. Yeah. Lee <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sparks. <laughs> okay, elsewhere on Absalom, Noemi, what okay. are you doing? So, a few things that Noemi has um, planned now that we're back. Um, she does want to go to the Starfinder Society and connect with them, um, see what um, about risk that some because I'm sure they don't have everything kind of notated about the planet and things like that, um, the life and and things like that. I, I, like I don't know that they know of the Dodratar. I mean, those were new to us, I believe. So trying to to obviously impart that information um, so that we can add it to the archives and whatnot. Um, but she does kind of get a little, um, she's kind of working herself a little into the ground. She's trying to basically get everything down before she forgets. She's worried about like all this information. And so she's kind of like staying up too late and um, kind of not really taking great care of herself. So that's why she doesn't feel well. <laughs> she she gets a little bit of the space sickness. I know some of her other plans we can, I don't know which direction you want to go, but she does want to talk to Gianna. Um, about what her plans are if she's going back to the Black Star, what that is, making sure you know she calls mom and dad and tells her she's okay and that her sister helped to save her. Um, <laughs> and then some of it too is kind of just settling back into station life. She sees that one of her favorite bands, Wicked Apple, is playing, um, and she wants to go to see their concert. They're sort of an electronic sound. Okay. Um, so that's something she's gonna she's gonna head to while she's here. I don't know if anybody else is interested. It sounds like a cider name. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> sounds delicious. Yeah, Sparks would check it out. <laughs> yeah, so those are some of the things that... Oh, and obviously she's going to check in with... I mean, duh. Check in with the office, make sure everything's taken care of. Um, she wants to increase her advertisement because obviously we didn't really get any any bites while we were gone. Mm -hmm. So something's not working out right there. And um, she will consider... Um, sponsoring our race team i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's great advertising <laughs> even though it is going by a little fast people have a hard time reading it <laughs> well there's the whole thing beforehand where people mill about there you go see oh what's gordian solutions what's that oh here's a card you know? also you are severely overestimating how fast we're actually gonna be <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, well, uh, no go slower they need to read the logo <laughs> I, I do want to hit like planet express levels of fast where we just move the universe around us <laughs> that'd be cool so I'm okay with that. sponsor, well, it's a drag race. I was going to say sponsor like the pace car. <laughs> All right. So let's, we'll start with uh, okay. you and uh, Gianna. Gianna. Okay. 
So she has a small apartment on Absalom Station. She's not here very often, but it's kind of home for her. And you know her address, and uh, she buzzes you in when you get there. You can see that the, there's like still a little bit of condensation on some of the mirrors and like surfaces in the house. She seems like she's been taking like near constant showers since she's gotten back. Hot, hot water. I can, I can relate. So I'll, I'll comment on that and, and um, say enjoying station life. I see. I want to say it's the luxuries you don't really miss until they're gone, but like when you, but you don't appreciate it until you get them back is really the thing. And also, I had to think about a three-quarter inch level of grime on me, so just gotta. Keep get through scrubbing. it. Yeah. And that ship that we came back on, the Belfast guy, was fine for hygiene things, but I'm not sure if you have the same kind of taste in soaps that I do, but it is one of my vices, and oh, I've been indulging. <laughs> <laughs> well, how have you been adjusting? I mean, I know that was kind of crazy, and I know most, to be, I mean, get cut right to the point i know most of the crew of the black star is gone what's do you know what the plan is well uh captain basilius is not going to be put out by this uh the black star was his vessel but we're not counting it out just yet we've debated either a recovery operation or perhaps just investing in a new ship We've made as many friends as enemies in our time of field, so I figure we can probably get something new built. I guess, admit, I'm a little jealous of your your new ship. I, Even though we don't have your fancy soaps. I mean, that's something you can solve for yourself. It's a, <laughs> it's a fixable problem, Noemi. But, no, when I came on board the Black Star, it was a, a vessel with history. We didn't really have a chance to sort of make it our own. It already had a reputation. Basilius had been hunting pirates for years before I came on board. And even though I can't really see space flight on a ship that he's not the captain of, I mean, for the time being, a ship that I can sort of say, this is my ship from the start is something that I'm, I'm interested in. So I'm, my weight of impact is going to be, let's get something new. That makes sense. Well, if you're bored on the station until Basilius gets something, obviously, I mean, I can check in with the crew, but you're welcome to, to join us. If you need some distractions. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> I know they're getting some sort of crazy race team together. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I, I assume you've you've called mom and dad and let them know you're okay. And mm-hmm. that your little sister helped to get you home safely. I mentioned it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you know, you're the big first mate. Look, I corrected them when they said, are you sure you didn't, you, you don't mean you saved Noemi? And I said, no, her and her crew saved me and mine. So you got all the brownie points. Expect the <laughs> the bigger birthday present this year. Sweet. All right. <laughs> I appreciate that. But no, I think we're going to, I think I've earned some R&R on a civilized planet. We might take some jaunts on a shuttle around the system, but... I don't think I'm going to head driftward until we're on a ship we can call our own. All right. Well, just let me know where you're going. Make sure we uh, don't cross paths in a bad way. I mean, I'm not saying my crew and I do things that we shouldn't do, but sometimes we do things we shouldn't do. So, <laughs> Like go to planets called Risk. <laughs> well, I can't exactly fault you too much for that. Got to make a living somehow. Oh, hey, there's this concert coming up. <laughs> I'll let her know about like what's going on and what I'm going to do. Are you still listening to Wicked Apple? Yes. I mean, I know there. it's kind of like that whole scene is like over, but I don't know. I'm not over it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that sounds like a fine way to pass a six day afternoon. Um, yeah. Uh, send me over the details. I'll meet you there. Cool. And I will head out. Okay. Is anyone else going on this uh out to this concert? Sure. Yeah, Sparks is in. Cool. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> is that like this night? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to interpret that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I think well, once Lycos is done with the raceway, he's probably going to go back and uh, meditate. Okay. 
So, so it sounds like it sparks in Noemi in this. What kind of music is this again? It's like electronic, but like kind of techno. But like, I mean, you just have to hear it to really get it. Okay. You know? Okay. I mean, it was, it's kind of. Here's a drug you need to take to really get it too. <laughs> But I mean, it was it was a lot cooler back in the day. You remember about like 10, 15 years ago when everybody was kind of into this sound and yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to figure out if Sparks knows who this group is. I don't think he does, but like, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> all right. So where where is this event happening? So it's kind of um, it's a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, it's kind of a mixed crowd. You have like. A few younger people, but you can kind of tell like it's not Mostly really a like a little bit older. A little bit older. Like, um, whereabouts? Younger on- people are kids. <laughs> the, the people's kids. <laughs> whereabouts in the stations? The happening? It's not in the nice part of town, but it's not in the bad part of town. It's kind of a okay. It's probably around the arms then. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's um it's a you know it's a small stage. Um, it's standing room only. Just imagine every ska concert we've ever gone to. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what I was picturing. <laughs> okay, what's the what's the musician like in this case? So they are. Um, so the reason I probably got into Wicked Apples because it it's a Lashunta uh, lead singer okay. guy, and I probably had <laughs> <laughs> a poster of him on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been the lead singer for a while, but like some of the band has changed. But it's oh, mostly naturally. like yeah. It's mostly like keyboards and like some weird experimental stuff. So okay. you're you're not like there's times when you're like, okay, I think I'm getting oh wait, no, no, that just went somewhere <laughs> strange. So it's kind of it's it's not everyone's taste. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting like a nine inch nails Trent Reznor kind of vibe okay, a little okay. bit. Is that close? But I'm or? imagining it more like almost like new age hard rock, like some weird like mash where okay. you're just kind of like, huh. <laughs> Okay. All right. So Gianna shows up fashionably late for it, about like halfway through the headliner set. No, she's actually, she's moved beyond fashionably late to just like late. Late. But she kind of wants to get credit for showing up, but doesn't really want to be here for any of the music. (laughs) (laughs) I say there's some weird opening acts that kind of, you know, they're like, oh, maybe I'll check them out. But then they, yeah, I feel like they had... There was like a mariachi-esque kind of thing happening on one of them. It's nice to give mu- the money to people who play music for the first time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Sparks is into it, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Noemi's definitely trying to push towards the front. Um, mm. She's definitely all about it, trying to see if she can uh, get the lead singer. Um, we'll give him a name. Um, we'll call him Steen. 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 Okay. Yeah, I think Sparks just has managed to like weasel his way up to the front <laughs> no you know what where's the bar in this because that's sparks is gonna pick a spot in the crowd somewhere near where the bar is that's so. always at the also, back a bar stool would probably help you out as far as visibility goes yeah because if you're just in the middle of the mix you're just seeing all the butts around you that was actually what i was stage. thinking too <laughs> which brings up the question is sparks a butt man Pro- yeah sure why not <laughs> it would, would kind of almost like default like well i see all these butts <laughs> But yeah, mostly he's a bar man. <laughs> so <laughs> wherever that is, yeah. we'll have to have an intervention for Sparks eventually. <laughs> you know, as long as he's functional. <laughs> so far, he has been. He's okay. also, I think, figuring out how to concoct that like instant hangover cure stuff that like sobered us up right away. Like, oh, if yeah. I can keep a supply of that going, much better off. All right, Noemi, you're at the front, and as they're wrapping up the the main part of the uh, concert, you know there's going to be an encore. Uh, Steen takes off like this big like LED boa that he's got on and like sort of whips it into the crowd like right at you. Oh yeah, I go for it. I'm grabbing <laughs> at it. I'm elbowing people. <laughs> Make a dexterity uh, check. Come on, D20. <laughs> he did say it was right at you, so I feel like you should have advantage or something. 18. That's good enough. Yes! <laughs> Alright, you have to, like some of us get to grip on it, but... An elbow, <laughs> like, they, they reel back, kind of grabbing the, their face. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> fine, fine, you take it. <laughs> Shit. We're totally going to hang this in our um, pilot area, like dice style. Yeah. <laughs> On the rear view mirror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Gianna comes back and joins you. Mm-hmm. She says, I don't know how she gets so excited for this. <laughs> what do you mean? This is all right. 
You too? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't act so betrayed. Come on. He like slides her an extra drink because he was definitely double fisting. <laughs> <laughs> Might also have some reason why he likes the music so much too. <laughs> she takes it and she says, to being a bastion of taste in an ocean of noise. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to come up with something, but I got nothing. So you just, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> all right. So y'all have a good time there. So we're going to say it's like two weeks later. A few small jobs have come in, but really nothing of consequence. So basically just kind of picking up the money to keep the lights on. Um, like a little bit of a, like there was a lost kid. There was kind of a sketchy situation as far as immigration goes. So they didn't want to go to the authorities. Uh, you helped them track it down in the spike, but it was kind of a very low key adventure. It, below below like level appropriate so you guys got in there kick some ass beat up some bad guys and save the kid didn't make a lot of money off of it but enough to kind of keep the background expenses going and then a few things that didn't really pan out into anything a few negotiations broke down but so at the moment uh you and kerr are hanging out in the office uh lycos and sparks are working in the machine shop of the billful sky on your new acquisition uh Brianna DeVos was able to get you kind of a good line on the a piece of hardware. Uh, you got it for uh, 1,200 credits. Oh, wow. But it's going to need a lot of work. So you're My basically specialty. sweat equity to uh, to get it put together there. Okay. So um, I'll take this out of mine. But does, I know Lisa was expressing interest in joining us financially on this. Is Noemi wanting to make this a whole Gordian Solutions thing or just everybody but use a little side project? We're oh. not, we'll kick in 500 credits as well. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, I, wanna, I want to advertise on the... It's a car? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to advertise Gordian Solutions on the race car, so I'll kick in whatever that will cost me. Help kick in for, I don't know, magic paint or whatever. Space paint. Space paint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know, so we can figure that out once we're done building what yeah. that's going to cost. I figure I can help kick into because there's going to be repair costs and upkeep. Oh, and yeah. Fuel oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, race cars are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but they go fast. Mm. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Is that all like Knight? Like, every time? That's like his new ringtone on his calm. Are we really sponsored by Mazda all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> Mazda, hit us up. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what do you guys, like, what do you just wear at the office? Oh, probably just I, I wear um, I've gotten a little like because we came into a little bit of money. So I got some more fashionable stuff um, like cigarette pants, little jacket, you know, like those comes in full battle armor. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kurt, how about you? Um, I was going to say armor, but I'm assuming over the last couple of weeks that I've been going on date nights a few times. Mm-hmm. So I'm more likely in like business casual. Okay. Also assume after having spent as much time as we did living in our armor, you might want some time out of it. But it's new. I'm a soldier. I'm used to that. Yeah, you found uh, just kind of being an Absalom, light armor is sort of more generally accepted as kind of just everyday wear, depending on the type of armor than heavy armor. Like heavy armor, if someone sees you in it, like if the like expectation is yeah, expectation that fights are going to happen. But certain light armor can be kind of disguised as clothes or as like more kind of like everyday wear. So if you wanted to pick up like a sort of low grade light armor as kind of your day to day, that could be an option. I would definitely keep my light armor with me, um, just because we never know when it's like it's in your go an bag. emergency. Yeah, it's in my go bag. It's like in my that's, backpack or whatever. That's why I want that uh, awesome Iron Man upgrade where it just like puts together on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's awesome. Okay, so you're just kind of a little the doldrums of the afternoon. And then suddenly the door slides open and in rushes a Lashinta woman. Uh, she has a hood kind of drawn up over her head and her antenna are sort of sticking down forward from the hood. She kind of, her eyes dart around and then she pushes past Euchre and then leaps over behind the desk, uh, crouching down. Okay. Uh, the door slides shut behind her and... She kind of looks up at you expectantly. Okay, I'm going to telepathically be like, uh, who are you? Can I help you? Are you okay? <laughs> I always forget about telepathy. <laughs> um, she says, yeah, just just play cool for a second, I think. And then the door slides open again and a vesk like barrels in. I will um, stop him. He seems like he's going to 
like he was expecting to sort of smash open the door and then it opened in front of him. So he kind of like <laughs> stagger steps for a second and then like recomposes himself. He has a well-dressed attire, kind of like a, a fairly smart looking suit, but your keen eyes both recognize it as being lightly armored. In fact, uh, while subtly so. Uh, he instead looks around and says, Can I help you, sir? Yes, I think so. I'm looking for a Lushinta woman. A different Lushinta woman. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I think she came this way. You didn't happen to see someone out of breath running. A, f- a fugitive is what we're looking for. I No one with that description. So... You wouldn't mind if I just took a little look around the your your very nice offices here. Well, I I don't see why you would need to. I mean, this is a private business, sir. If if you don't have business with us, I may need to ask you to leave. What are you doing, Kerr? I'll, I'll be standing in uncomfortably close to him, like blocking him. Try it, like, all right, you've stumbled in. Let me help you with that, but I'm going to leave my arm there. Okay. We obviously don't want any want any trouble, sir. So he's about six inches shorter than you are, Kerr, and has brownish green kind of this the color of like mulchy leaves or leaves that are like half turned and kind of a mottled uh scales what kind of fugitive is there anything i should do in terms of security is it a dangerous fugitive she's very dangerous well she's not here so do you require assistance outside he like looks at you eye to eye he's kind of looking up and you're looking down a little bit and then you can see a little smirk come across his face and he throws a punch at you um, I'll kick him in the balls. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Go ahead and make a attack roll. Me? Yeah. Attack bonus went up to 12. So, 18. Okay. So you throw your arm up and sort of block the worst of it, but you, the force of his blow knocks your arm kind of into your the side of your face and sort of rings your bell a little bit. Uh, you're going to try to kick him? Yep. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make another attack roll. Ooh. Ooh. 14. Okay. As you go for a low blow... Uh, he seems to anticipate it and kind of crunches his knees together and catches your foot about halfway up. Can I whip him with my tail? Well, he's going to get a chance oh. to counterattack here. Uh, and he's going to go for a tail whip. So, Or no, actually, he'll sort of like just twist his uh, midsection and try to throw you off balance. Uh, so make an attack roll. Yeah, it was another 18. Okay. So he shifts you and throws you off balance. This would be a perfect opportunity for a tail whip. I would like to do that. Okay. Uh, all your dice are against you. 15. Okay. Uh, that actually wins. Yay. Screw this guy. So, yeah. What is, when you tail whip him, uh, this this blow lands. How does that affect him? I'm taking his feet out from under him. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, he goes down hard. I'm going to land on top of him knees first. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll. It's it's still... Okay. 18 again. Okay. He's going to beat you this time. So, he rolls out of the way, and you come down hard on the the ground. Uh, you can hear kind of the, the faux tile floor crack beneath Kerr's bulk. So he, he shifts and kind of rolls up, gets his feet underneath him, and comes up with like a rising uppercut at you. 29, right? I was going to say, math, 29. Okay, uh, how do you defend it? I'll grab his arm and flip him over, back on his back. Okay, make another attack roll. 26. All right, you beat him. Uh, so, yeah, he flips over, uh, slams into the ground. Uh, his tail knocks over one of the, like, the waiting chairs. He goes to kind of like kick up to knock you away, uh, make an attack roll to defend it. 28. Okay. Uh, you successfully, successfully defend it. So he kind of like, his legs come up and like arches his back to kind of kick at your face. Uh, how do you protect yourself? I'll kick his feet back down. Okay. You have the advantage here. What are you doing? I'm going to yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been calling the cops this time. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Like you have- I was gonna say, I in my head I probably would have been trying to get more information out of the Lashunta girl, like like if we call the cops, is she gonna be in danger right, or like, something like Okay, so I'm gonna be like explain yourself. Okay. Uh I believe he was going to physically try to attack you. You may want to physically try to attack him. I, I will be prepared for an attack if that's what he's still doing. Alright, he rolls away off the ground and kinda gets up in a like a defensive posture. I'll get up too. I'm bodyguarding. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to bull rush. Can I charge attack him out the door? I want to push his ass out. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Don't break the attack. door. It opens automatically. <laughs> I know, but I don't know how fast it opens. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, Meanwhile, Sparks came out when he heard all the commotion. was just leaning against the wall, like <laughs> eating a bunch of popcorn watching <laughs> with his laser rifle slung over his shoulder, just in case. All right. Charge attack. 
I say, do we have like a Gordian solution symbol that I can like put into the sky <laughs> to call everyone into the office? <laughs> well, I imagine a fight like that would make a lot of noise. Well, you guys so. are yeah, in the we, we hang- do shifts. Oh, yeah. we're the hang- ship. That's why I haven't said anything. Oh. We, we would need to be. Uh, they would have to get us through comms. We're nowhere near where we could hear. Right. The most I wrote down that's helpful is that it's a regular action. Yeah, just make an attack roll. Okay. I'm, I'm just running sure this with a, a thing for it. So fourteen. Okay. Uh, he like grabs you and kind of pulls you with him as you both kind of head head out the door. I'm like, no Absalom security walking by. No Absalom security walking by. <laughs> he came into our place of business. <laughs> make another attack roll because he's gonna try to. Natural Not 20. 20. Okay. Ooh. I'm kicking his ass out. I'm the bouncer. Yeah, so and stay out. <laughs> as you're going out, he's like throwing a couple elbows down on your back because uh, you're kind of hunched over to knock him out. And then once he's out, you shift a little bit and then headbutt him uh, square in the forehead. Can I plant my foot in his chest and just boot him? Yeah, we can do that instead. Yeah. Or can we do both? <laughs> I'll allow it. So yeah, he, he reels back from the, the head blow, clearly stunned, and then you boot him halfway across the street. Yay. <laughs> he staggers back and then like gets to his feet sort of twists his head and like you can hear the his neck uh, joint snap but he raises he raises one of his hands sort of placatively and says all right message received she's not here and he like fixes his suit coat and says sorry to intrude and waste your time you have business come on back go find your fugitive and i'll wave him off and go back inside Meanwhile, I am asking, I'm like, okay, you need to explain yourself to the Lushinta woman. She says, so this is Gordian Solutions then? Yeah, but who are you? I'm Zia, and I'm hoping you all can help me. As she looks up at you, you can see a a moment of sort of recognition of her face, uh, and you recognize this as the person you saw in Sparks' vision uh, from his old job. Whoa. Uh, And that's where we'll end for today. Sparks' past is coming back to haunt him. Uh oh. Are you still standing oh, beside him? No. no, apparently I was in the hangar. Oh. So. Yeah, that was why I was like, I'm not interacting because I'm not there. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Die by the Dice podcast. As always, you can meet us on Twitter at Die by the Dice. Email us anything longer form, die by the dice at gmail.com. We'd love feedback from listeners, so we appreciate you reaching out. Thank you for listening. And if you could tell a friend about it, that would be excellent. Have a good one. See you next time. Bye.